Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur looking to take your business skills to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Enterprise Now Show. Prepare to be inspired, motivated, and transformed. And now, your host, LZ Flinnard. Can I get it? Oh, yeah. What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to episode 131 of the Enterprise Now podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. Darren Fisher is the founder and CEO of Spirity. Spirity isn't your standard management consulting firm. They don't provide you with a plan and walk away. They partner with you and your team to ensure you are developing the processes, competencies, and habits needed to set strategic goals and achieve them as an organization. We talk about balance and if there is a such thing. We chat about discipline and how much it impacts your success factor. We also talk about forgiveness and how forgiveness is never without consequence. Let's dig in right after this short message. Seems everyone is podcasting these days. But if you want to do it right and stand out from the crowd, you need to contact Enterprise Now. E-Now Podcast Solutions is second to none in providing best-in-class customer service and delivering top-quality podcast production. Podcast editing can be time-consuming and tedious. You're a podcaster. That's what you do best. Let us do the dirty work for you. Besides, it's what we do best. Then all you have to do is your awesome show. We can help with basic editing, mixing, promotion, delivery, tagging, and pro editing. Whatever you need, we can do it for you. Check us out and see all the ways we can make your podcast sound amazing and professional. Visit enterprise-now.biz slash production. All right, Darren, can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah. Nice. First of all, Darren, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk with us, to share your experience and knowledge. It's been said that the best way to learn is from other people's experience. So I, I don't take it lightly that you took the time out to, uh, to be with us. And no problem at all. I appreciate the opportunity. The second thing I like to do is to ask you to tell us about yourself. Now, when I say that, I mean, feel free to go all the way back to the day it all started, or you can start more current day. Tell us about yourself. Sure. So I started out as a nerd. Um, I went to eighth grade science camp uh, because I, my mom sent me to a, I was going to a private school. And my mom said this wasn't the right school for me. So she ended up sending me to Morse Middle School, which is a school for gifted and talented. And they decided that I would, uh, it would be good for me to go to science camp and 
I think that sort of led me on a journey of, you know, at that time, we're talking in the middle of the 80s, we didn't really have access to all those computer systems, but I did get some touches on things and it created an opportunity for me to begin thinking about the world differently and how things sort of interacted. And so, you know, fast forward, my father-in-law, uh, I'm sorry, my stepdad gave me a book on, uh, it was by w, by w. Edwards Deming on his process of how to think uh, differently about business. And, and that sort of, you know, built another piece of the puzzle. And then I was a very immature um, high schooler from, uh, you know, at, at Madison High School, very young. And a lot of the, it's interesting, a lot of gifted and talented um, classes, but just very immature. So when I graduated high school, I said, um, I really needed discipline. So I went in the Air Force for four years, got out, ended up going to Marquette University, finished with a degree in education. But then while I was doing that, I graduated, went into teaching uh, for the local school system, ended up finishing my Microsoft certification. So again, a lot of computer related work and got recruited out of teaching, ended up building a business, got very successful, ended up losing my wife, lost the business, and really uh, based on arrogance uh, in my own part, went back to teaching, found that that's not it, came back out, um, started doing IT consulting work. And as I was doing that, I started doing some work on the leadership side with a couple of different organizations just from a need perspective. And um, saw some opportunities to do leadership development, really got a kick on that. And then I've been doing leadership development ever since. Wow. There's so much to unpack there. I don't know where to start. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> let's, let, let's do this. Let's take a step back and, um, I, I'll ask you, what's your favorite thing to do? I really love problem solving in a variety of ways. So if it's figuring out, like I, I love cutting the grass. But it's not just getting the grass cut, it's making the grass look the way I want it to look. So from fertilizer to the direction I cut it to tr edging, trimming, all those things. But I love traveling and, and experiencing different things and the thrill of that. But it's the figuring out how do you learn a culture and understand how those things work. I love that. Just got a, a puppy six months ago, uh, my Charlie Pumpkin. And um, I love figuring out how do you get a disciplined dog that can have fun, interact, but also be, um, no, you know, well-mannered. And so just figuring out, so I like to problem solve, but it's, it's a variety in a variety of different ways. So it's not just one way. So I think that's what I genuinely love to do. Talk a little bit about, you, you mentioned, uh, you, you know, you lost your wife and your business. Um, not so much on the personal level, but talk a little bit about balance and how important that is. Sure. So I was 28 years old. Um, making great money. And for, for me, I mean, we, we pulled in almost a half million dollars a year and I just thought it was, well, if you're intelligent and you work hard and you're charismatic, great things come to you. And it was just a lot of arrogance on my part. And so I really caused, I was working 80 hours a week. Um, so I wasn't really being a, a great husband to my wife. I was putting putting so much time into the business and just like I said, I just I was full of myself and not really focused on helping other people and really leveraging my gifts and talents to make other people better. It was really about me being better. And in my heart was, you know, I wanted to make people better, but that wasn't my aim. Uh, I think that was a byproduct of it. It really was focused on me. And going through that, 
I learned how to to focus more on the people and the people development, but it took me going to rock bottom for me to to turn that around. Where is your your head when 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 you're going through that? Right, a, a lot of times people will will hear uh, stories of of where people came from, but help us understand from a psychological or mental perspective. How do you get over that? Well, I'll tell you the truth. So when you're, you said first, when you're in it, you're spiraling. So you think that you can't really, you don't know what's going wrong. You just know it's all going wrong and you begin to quit. And for me, it took, I actually gave myself before God and said, Lord, you have to change me. So it went me down on my knees. Um, you, if you studied the Bible and looked at uh, when Jacob went before the Lord and said, you have to change me. That's exactly what I did. So for me, it was a spiritual walk and said, I'm giving my life over to Christ and I'm not playing around. I'm not playing church. I'm going to truly give myself up and be, be open to be changed. And honestly, that's what changed me. And it, and it didn't happen overnight because I've actually had, had some bigger failures after that. But that was the big difference where for me, it was either you believe God or you don't. And either you're going to give your life over or you're not. But there's no more playing around. And I had two little children at the time, and that was the transformation for me. Talk a little bit about, because obviously you're a successful business owner. So in my mind, the one of the, the key attributes of a successful business owner is they take ownership. They take responsibility for not only uh, what happens to them, but what happens for them. Uh, but you mentioned faith is letting go. Talk about the, that, that, that the difference there, right? There's some sure, opposing. Sure. Seems uh, like it's, yeah, 100%. 100%. Talk, talk about, help, help us understand the difference between letting go and taking, and taking, and taking ownership. The first thing was me, me admitting the fact that there were a bunch of things that I believed I could control. I realized that I really was in much less control than I thought I was. So that's the part of really letting go and saying, okay, there's a bunch of things happening. Like, for instance, the contracts that I signed, a lot of those were, I was in the right place at the right time, very fortunate. It wasn't process driven. It was um, just being being in the right place it was a lot of luck driven. And so the second part was I did make choices to pursue money, pursue a lifestyle and not be intentional about building a marriage, which I mean, you make a lifetime commitment to someone. I didn't build my, my life around making that lifetime commitment. And so I took ownership of the things that I knew I did wrong, but I also let go of the things that I really could not control. And I think that was the real, the real difference. And then being open to, it's funny when you're arrogant, you take only some data back as feedback and make adjustments accordingly. So when you're, so when you're only taking the positives that things are working great. So therefore I must be great. Well, that's only half the half the picture. But when you say, you know what, some things are going great. You know what, I can, th- those are great and I'm grateful for those. But there's other things that aren't going great. I need to change some things. And that humility, I think, is the big piece that that I embraced, but it took me hitting rock bottom for me to embrace that. Awesome answer. I always find that funny how, again, there's a dichotomy there, right? There's uh, on one token, <laughs> I-, I call it the dichotomy of, of the human experience, right? Because on one side, there is no one else in the entire world that has ever been, that is, or that will ever be, that is like you. 
But on the same token, there are billions of people who work also created in God's image and he loves them just as much as he love you, loves you. And so the dichotomy is here you are, this unique, specially crafted being living this experience. But at the same time, you're just like everybody else. So it's, it's a, it's a, a weird kind of, um, awareness when you come to the point where you realize I am extremely special, but I'm just like everybody else at the same time. To me, that's leadership development basics what you just said there and when i when i'm trying to work with leaders and teach them about what it takes to be a leader we talk about there's some objective things you need to do that are universal from a leadership perspective but the way you learn and understand and apply them are going to be unique to you and if i'm a good coach or a good leadership development individual or even a good manager or as we're you know i'm building this company um that i'm going to lead the people through I have to look at here's objectively what you need to learn, but you're not going to learn it the way I learned it. So I need to figure out what do you already know? How can I apply that to you and then get you to this common place, even though your journey is going to be maybe similar to mine, but could be 100% different. And that, and as you become a parent, that is so apparent when you do that, because (laughs) your children are not going to follow the path that you choose for them because they have to do it on their own, which is what makes it awesome, but also makes it difficult. Yep. That, that's a really good segue. You, you mentioned everybody has their own path and their way to get there, but there are some, some similarities in how people achieve and, um, and rec and realize success. What are some of your keys to success? Well, number one is I think understanding where you're trying to go or having a goal. Um, that is everything it, it, it because without the goal, you don't know if you're heading the right direction or the wrong direction. And so I'm, I believe in setting goals. I mean, we set them as an organization. I set them individually, uh, not only on a quarterly basis, but I actually set weekly goals. And then uh, on a daily basis, I actually set six things every day that I'm going to do are the, that are the most important things for me to hit my short and long term goals. So that's number one. And I think number two is having a plan that you follow and the plan has to be structured enough. So it, it leads you in the right direction, but it also needs to be flexible and adaptable enough because things are always going to change. And so you have to be malleable and uh, to try and achieve those, those goals and objectives. So with that planning, I'm a big believer in work harder and smarter. So I'm always trying to give my very best from a putting the effort in, But I'm also taking time to reflect on what's the smartest way to do that, which is sort of the tech background in me in that technology is always trying to figure out uh, a tool to be able to do something more efficiently. And I believe it's good as a best practice to always take time to reflect on there must be a better way to do that. So always set aside time every quarter to do that. And then the final piece and probably the most important piece to me is integrity. You need to be pursuing your ideal whoever that is you are or you want to be. And it's difficult to do. It's challenging, but it allows you to sleep at night when you know you've done things with integrity. And even when you've you've messed up, you can have integrity even when you're wrong by admitting that you're wrong and then um, then developing a, a, a some kind of a, a plan to be able to change even though you may mess up again in the future, which is sort of the human condition. Mm-hmm. Um but the integrity takes ownership of that. So this next question is, it tends to throw people off a little bit, but I like to ask it because it really gives some insight into uh, what makes you tick. 
if you could meet anyone in the world, who would it be and what would you say to them? And this is living or dead? Could be living or dead. Okay. So I'm a Christian. So if I could meet Jesus, that would be the best. But if I was going to take a non, non Jesus figure, it would be Moses. That, that would be the person. And the reason I would speak to him was a, it's fascinating when you read the story of him and how he was a person who wasn't the most articulate person who was a murderer. God trusted him enough to take the people of Israel out of captivity. He was a person who was supposed to take them in the promised land. Um, God even spoke to the fact that he spoke to him face to face. So he had a very intimate relationship with him. Moses um, was, I mean, basically God's guy. I mean, they, they were close. He made a mistake and therefore he never got a chance to go into the promised land. And that just speaks to me of God's heart that he loves you enough to not only give you certain things, but loves you enough to, to take away certain things from you purely out of that same love. And I think that's a more realistic view of how even we as, you know, I'm a dad, a lot of times I may have to, you know, you want to give your kids the very best, but you're not always able to give it to them if it's going to harm them. And so sometimes you have to take things away and people look at that. Well, that's punishment. You know, that's not right, but it's actually out of love because a lot of times they're not ready to be able to handle that. So I would, I would just love to meet Moses and just talk about what it was like to lead those people, a very diverse, um, very self-centered group and take them from one land to a promised land on a journey. Um, and they were hard headed and difficult to deal with. What kept you going through that entire time? So that would be my question. I would ask him. One of the things uh, that I always tell my, my children is that forgiveness is never without consequence. Sometimes you don't re- realize or recognize the consequence, but there's somebody somewhere who is going to pay or has to pay for the actions that, that you do. Uh, what better example than Jesus, right? Right. There's a consequence for the things that we do, the mistakes that we make. And thankfully he took on that consequence. So <laughs> right. uh, again, forgiveness is never without consequence. Love that. I love that. And I'm actually. T.S. Eliot said, good people copy, great people steal. I'm stealing that. So just, <laughs> <laughs> so, so just well, as long as you give me credit for the first couple of times and then, then it's, you're, you're free to use it. <laughs> no problem. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So, so we've learned a lot about you, where you came from, some of the mistakes that you've made, uh, how you kind of came to balance and uh, figure things out. Tell us about your business. What do you do? So we are an executive and business coaching, training, and consulting firm. And our goal is to ultimately get organizations to, to think, act, and lead strategically. So putting that basic, there are a lot of different organizations that want to grow their business and need to, they need to scale that business via leadership. We teach them how to do that. Uh, via our training services, uh, we do one-on-one and group coaching. And then also by doing uh, different types of motivational speaking, not only in the U.S., but uh, actually across the globe. What I, I guess give some some examples of uh, some of the um, the outcomes that you guys help um, produce. 
So we we will get a typical assignment for us is with a, we were working with a Fortune 500 company um, in Wisconsin, and we're doing executive coaching. And one of our clients that we got, um, they were hearing one of these leaders to to get promoted to uh, from a, a director to a VP level, but they weren't necessarily ready. So they have us come in and say, can you work with them one on one to teach them the skills necessary to become that leader that we know is possible, but isn't materialized. And so, and it's not, uh, some of the things are, uh, practical things on how to, how to lead people, run meetings, things of that nature. But a lot of times it's really around the, the emotional intelligence side on how to read a room, how to understand people, motivate the best in them. A lot of times it's facing their own fears and limitations and shortcomings and then seeing why you need to embrace those and then, uh, shore up those things. And so that's a typical assignment for us on the executive side. And then on the business side, we're working with a business owner that may be a mom and pop shop. So there's two of them of uh, onto companies that have uh, 50 employees or even a hundred employees. And with them, it's, I want to grow my, my, not only the revenue, but I want to grow profitability without necessarily working harder. Uh, put in more hours. And so how do we develop that so we can ultimately sell our business? So we teach those entrepreneur, entrepreneurs how to do that and then walk them through the process of making it happen. So we don't just say, here's a checklist of things to do. We're going to walk you through that checklist to make sure you understand and are able to actually fulfill it. Got it. Darren, as we wrap this, uh, this wonderful conversation up, if you had to give the enterprisers an actionable tip to improve their businesses today, what would that be? The number one thing would be to document three successes every day. And the reason being is if you focus on successes, you'll build your confidence. And confidence is the thing you'll need to do to be able to carry you through when the going gets tough and you want to quit. And it, it'll reinforce that persistence to keep going. And if I can put a B in there, so a 1A and 1B, 1B would be write down your goals. Set them on a quarterly basis. Make sure you review them every single quarter, but by writing it down, you increase the likelihood it's actually going to happen. I'm interested to hear your take on something. Sure. And it's fine if you, you disagree with me here. I think that there is no such thing as failure. I think that success is, as simply put, is achieving what you want to achieve. Break, break that down. Do you agree, disagree? What, what is your take on success? What, what is success? Okay. So I, disagree with you from a so to me it's either something worked or did not work so mm -hmm. it's black and white so it's sort of that computer zeros and ones so either something's on or off so i what i what we teach is this if something is working you keep doing it if it's not working you need to change it and then everything's relative to what goal you're trying to achieve so if you're making progress towards your goal you're going to have both successes and failures if it's working keep doing those things but if there's a failure Failure is good information. I need to know something's not working. So therefore, I don't continue to do that thing because if I do, I'm going to continue to get those same failures. So failure is actually a good thing if I if I understand that thing and then can make a different action that can lead to a different outcome. It's been wonderful. You know, the, the old saying, time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> so if if people want to learn even more about you and what you guys do, uh, and they want to reach out, how can they do that? Yeah, just go to Spirity, S-P-E-A-R-I-T-Y dot com. And you can find out 
tons of information there. You can also give us a call at 414-265-5755. That's 414-265-5755. And feel free to reach out to us. We have a contact page on our website and you can get more information about who we are and what we do. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And thank you so much for having me. Not a problem. Enterprisers, if you got value from that awesome conversation, let the world know by subscribing and leaving a review on your favorite podcast app. That helps us know that we're bringing you golden nugget filled conversations with the most inspirational business owners. Reach out to me directly at eflinart at enterprise-now.biz with any feedback or questions for me or any of my guests. Also, don't forget to check out the Enterprisers Elite Club for thought leaders that want to learn how to leverage podcasting to launch, grow, and maximize their business. Head on over to www.enterprise-now.biz slash enterprisers to learn more. Thanks again, folks, and we'll talk with you guys next week. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.